but write down everything you accomplished in 2020, all the new relationships, new opportunities, business, all, all of that, write it down. And just, you'll be, you'll be really impressed with yourself when you actually focus on what you did accomplish. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everyone, to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today's guest is Lauren Donahue, formerly known as Lauren Schwab. And you'll hear why she changed her name. And it is not because she got married. (laughs) So I'm so excited to share Lauren with you today. She's an expert in health, wellness, and mind-body connection. And as you can tell, listening to me right now, I am still recovering from being in quarantine and having COVID-19 that I wanted to make sure I had this conversation with Lauren because I needed to be uplifted. And you will get that same energy from listening to today's call, um, today's interview. However, I apologize that I sound might sound a little funky <laughs> on the episode. Still, it's me. Um, I love you for loving me through it. So Lauren Donahue, she's a mindset and lifestyle up coach. She has a nine-step process to help individuals uh, disconnect to reconnect back to their true self. Do you know where she learned it from? Being stuck in a cave. She actually joined a contest, a, a challenge, and basically lived in a cave for almost 60 days. And that is what brought her awakening into really figuring out who she is, who she wants to be about, who she wants to help and help others really connect with themselves. She has opened and sold two fitness studios, is a certified personal trainer, group fitness instructor, fitness model, in addition to leading online workouts that reach hundreds of thousands of men and women focused on changing their lives through fitness and mindfulness. She's been featured in USA Today Sports, Marie Claire Magazine, Mind Body Green, and on Good Day LA, Fox 11, Fox ABC, NBC, Universal, GSN, E! Entertainment, CBS, and Sci-Fi. This girl has got it going on. And I know you are going to benefit from today's conversation. She asked some great questions that you will walk away with in really assisting you in starting the nine-step process to help you disconnect, to reconnect to who you are. So without further ado, let's jump into today's conversation. And as you know, I love hearing from you and your takeaways. So if you want to connect with Lauren, she's at Lauren L. Donahue. And of course, with me at Kareen Z. Walsh on Insta. And let us know you're listening and what you got out of out of today's episode. All right, let's jump in. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this conversation. Me too, girl. It's it's so much fun to chat with such a positive energy, full force person like you are. But I know that hasn't always been the case. 
and that you've gone through different parts of your journey to come to the point where now you consistently help people in connecting with themselves deeper and really finding ways to live their best life. But I would love for you to share with our listeners your journey of how you got here. And you can go as far back as you'd like, but it's really to give them a picture of what you've overcome, what you've gotten through, what you're headed towards as as you relay your badass journey to my listeners. Oh, I love that. And it's really cool, especially this time of the year to reflect back on where we actually did come from. And I know a lot of times people say, don't look back, but I love to look back to see how far I've come. And to, to your point, I haven't always been the positive light that I am now. I would say if you ask people, they probably thought I was super positive and maybe I I came across that way. But internally, I definitely wrestled with things and struggled with things. And it, it got to the point where I realized it really truly is a choice in life. When you want to be happy, have joy, be kind to people, we really have to choose that moment by moment. And so looking back... I grew up in a very small town in Kansas called Valley Center. And I grew up there playing sports because honestly, it's Kansas. There was nothing else to do. So I grew up playing sports. And I'm so grateful for that because sports taught me a lot about drive, determination, and truly never giving up. That's what it really comes down to is that anything you want in your life, as long as you never give up, it could take 10, 20, 30 years to get there. But you will get there if you if you have a goal and it's something that really means a lot to you. So looking back, I know that growing up in Kansas was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. I grew up around family, which was also really important. And I, I did get the opportunity to move in with my grandparents when I was 12. And so I got to see this very loving relationship. And to this day, they're about to celebrate their 69th wedding anniversary. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations to them. Now that is an achievement. That's amazing. It's so inspiring. And I, I, I quote unquote interview them all the time on their love and their commitment and how they stayed married for so long and raised beautiful children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. And oh. dude, there's probably a great, great, great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So almost 70 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It is. It's so, so beautiful. So I I got to be in that environment. And that's when I learned at 12 years old, how important your environment is, who you allow in your living space, in your headspace, truly what you're consuming, right? Because whatever we consume actually ends up consuming us. And so getting to be in that environment as as a 12-year-old to say to to my mom, hey, I, I need to move because I know that this environment is affecting me mentally. And um, that's what I want to do. So it's just really cool to look back on that. My grandpa is actually kind of my mentor, my coach, my leader, my role model, somebody that I really look up to. And when I think of you know Jesus, I think of my grandfather. So I'm always like, what would my grandfather do? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think of him a lot. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I got to spend the time that I did um, learning from him. And I still look back on the wisdom that he shared with me. And it, it drives me to this day. So the reason I played sports was because of my grandpa. And I, I ended up playing sports in college as well. And that was a really, really fun time in my life. And after that, I followed the yellow brick road from <laughs> Kansas to California. <laughs> and I lost myself. I got to California. I was no longer a part of a team. Uh, I no longer was doing the things that 
brought me joy and excitement. And I didn't, I didn't realize at the time, but I had kind of lost my identity mm-hmm. and started spiraling a little bit out of control. And I started reaching for external things. So that would be the time I would say when it appeared I was the happiest and I was actually the saddest and I was very unfulfilled. And so it took about a year and I was going to move back to Kansas, but someone invited me to play on their football team. And I said yes to this. And I think it's really cool to look back at all of your yeses and connect the dots to how you are still where you are now. And so it took that being a part of a team again, uh, and then starting to really get into personal development and and switching my mindset mindset and perspective on a lot of things. So it, it really is the tools I've acquired from my grandfather and then from books and podcasts and, and retreats and events and things like that to be in a space now where I really can flip the switch in the matter of five seconds on how I'm feeling. I can go from negative to positive really quickly because I find a lesson. I find something to be yeah. grateful for. And then, and you were what when you moved to California, like in your early 20s? Like what was it? Right? Yeah, I was 21. Yeah. Because I did the same. Like I, I graduated from college um, in DC and then I moved to San Francisco. And I would say that those years for me were probably the most disconnected from self years because you're in this like new location and you're trying to create like a life for yourself and you're thinking you can just do it all on your own, but all your support system is in a whole different city, state, and not at arm's length for you to ground yourself in some of the familiar things. And I think also we tend to absorb what's around us and forget to question, like, is that right? Is this who I'm meant to be? I I always say the 20s are for exploring and figuring yourself out. And you do a lot of dumb shit in your 20s. <laughs> like, that's, how, that's how I was, at least. I was very successful too from the outside in. I'm sure people thought I had my act together because my career was growing and all these things. But it really wasn't until I went over the hump into my 30s that I was put everything on pause and had to like reconnect with who I am. And I know you are all about helping people really take the time to reconnect. What made you decide that that was part of your um, coaching stance or programming and ability to assist others? Like, Tell us a little bit about that journey that made you become this mind-body connection coach and run these retreats and create this methodology. Like, What happened? Yeah, I love that question because here's the thing. We don't actually know that we're disconnected from ourselves at the time, right? So we don't know that we need to reconnect to ourselves because we're like, oh, I, I have it all together. I know what I'm doing when we really don't. So it takes that moment of hitting rock bottom or realizing, oh my gosh, I actually don't know myself anymore. Like I don't recognize myself when I look in the mirror. Who is this person? And like you said, it was those early 20s. It was 21 to 25 that I really didn't know who I was. It looked successful from the outside. Internally, it wasn't successful at all. And I remember waking up one morning and I just knew something had to change. And so that was the moment I decided I was going to give myself a personal challenge, which I love personal challenges. I do them all the time now. And it was for me. I I was going to do it for myself. And it was a personal challenge to not drink for 100 days. Mm. And what happened during those 100 days... Well, first of all, the 100 days turned into three years. Yeah. Um, So it's like, just start something. You never know where it'll lead. 
And so it was during that time that I got invited back to church. I started going to church regularly. I started a business. I I moved. I changed my environment. Just so many things happened um, in that time. And so I think it's really important for for people to just give themselves a challenge, whether that's reading every single day, whether that's running every single day, um, or, or not doing something that you have been doing that's kind of like hindering you in that. So in that process, I actually then got an email from a casting director that wanted me to be on this show, which they called it the fierce competitor. I'm like, I'm super competitive. Sign me up. I want to win some money. That sounds great. It ended up being completely opposite of what I had originally thought, which quote, it's like, cue the name. It was called Opposite Worlds. (laughs) So I ended up living in a cave for 60 days. And that is the time where I finally realized how disconnected I was from myself. I, I, I didn't get quiet. I didn't get still. And I surely didn't go just crawl into a cave, right? It's like we have all these devices and there's things going on all the time that distract us. So we don't even know, you know that we're disconnected. So at this point, I really got quiet. I got still and I had nothing else to do sitting in that cave, but to go in and ask, who am I? And who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? How do I want to show up in the world for others? Why am I even here on this planet? Yeah. What is my gift, right? And I asked myself all these questions and I got to this place of just full surrender and full peace in trusting the process that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be at all times. For my, I'm never taking a wrong turn. It's quote unquote wrong turn is always leading to the right place. Yep. And so in that, I'm like, I don't need stuff. I don't need material things. I don't need affirmation. I don't have to achieve. I don't have to be the best player on the team or the best speaker or whatever. Like I don't need to do those things to get affirmation. I love myself enough and that's all that matters. So everything kind of made sense while I was in this cave. How many days into being in the cave did you come to those realizations? Because I'm sure at the beginning... The fight or flight, like energy, the oh, this is cool for about 24 hours and now what the <laughs> fuck moment happens. Like, so just give us a little bit more color. Like, how much, how long into that process did the surrendering actually happen? So I would say the, well, like you said, the first 24 hours, I just thought I was going to die. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I'm literally going to die. It took about seven days uh, of, of, you know, I lost, I probably lost about 30 pounds in the first two oh. and a half weeks, right? Okay. When we yeah. really weren't eating. And so mentally, it's almost you go to this place too, like Gandhi, right? When he was like eating one like rice pebble per day. Yeah. You're so malnourished and you're so depleted of everything you think you need to survive. But that's when you get to that place, kind of that rock bottom moment of like, I could go to sleep and just not wake up. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. So after the seven days, I started to kind of adapt to my surroundings. I'm like, oh, this is my life now. This is my reality. There's nothing outside of this. This is where I am. Days did not exist. Time did not exist, right? All these things that occupy our headspace that take us to different places didn't exist. So it was like probably between, you know, seven to day 30 where my mind was starting to like wander and go places. But after 30 days is when all that that I just talked about really hit me where my life kind of flashed back. And I realized, you know, by connecting the dots, every decision I made led me to that place. So yeah, I think after about 30 days is when I was just like, 
this is why why I'm here is to bring people together for human connection to to you know like so people know that they belong that their life matters that they have a reason to be here like my grandpa would always say raison d'etre reason for being and and so it was like in that that I realized um you know all of these kind of like literal and figurative outlets that we plug into to make us comfortable we don't need them like none of that we don't we don't need any of that to survive yeah and yeah. So that was just like a really incredible moment. I've never been the same since. Like yeah. I, I, everything shifted and changed in that cave. <laughs> no, I believe it. I mean, and it's so similar to what some people even... Not as extreme, right? But if I if we think back on 2020 and like the shutdown of the things, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were... Uh, a lot of the energy of our society is outward um, collection, Right, like you're always looking outward to then bring things into your beautiful collection of stories and and ways you have a life, and you forget to actually look inward. Right, so 2020 forced it in a lot of ways, and I would say there's a good portion of the population that was probably more on the mind numbing side that like did do the Netflix binge like every single day just to numb themselves away from facing this opportunity to allow themselves to go inward or even just appreciate the fact that they don't have to hustle and stretch themselves to things that don't really fill them up. And so now that we're entering 2021, and if we take all the lessons you've learned from being in that (laughs) caved situation and coming out into the world and now creating these programs to help people really connect with themselves and and understand that they do matter, but what their purpose is and how to show up in it. What are some of the things we can help people navigate and identify You know, as we're kicking off 2021? So it's not a repeat of maybe some of the unfulfilling part of what 2020 brought to them. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think the most important thing, at least in my life and a lot of the people that you know, I chat with an interview is it, it starts with your morning routine, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that morning routine actually starts the night before being intentional about how you're going to sleep, what you're thinking about before you go to sleep, but waking up and taking that time before you plug back into the world, the noise, the chaos, because it's all going to be there. It's there for you anytime you want to access it. But before you do that, plug into yourself, plug into your purpose, reconnect to self, and fill yourself up so that when you do go out in the world, you're serving from the overflow. So being very intentional with what we're filling up with, what we're reading, what we're listening to, who we're talking to, what conversations we're having, all of that. Because you even were saying about Netflix, like that's all fine with intention um, sometimes, right? But not too numb, not to have these external things. Like I was saying in my 20s that I would plug into, whether that was relationships or alcohol or... Um, retail therapy, whatever these things are, to forget about what we're truly going through because the those are temporary things. Like that's going to bring a temporary band aid, but it's not going to be a long term solution. So for me, and what I love to share with people is, I have a nine step practice or process, and this come this came from the cave experience, right? Mm. Unplugged, no outlets, zero things to plug into. So when you wake up in the morning, I also recommend that these nine steps are done unplugged. So if it's reading a book, it's not an audio book, it's not audible. It's actually opening up the old school book, highlighting, taking notes. Because I truly believe if you read every single morning, 
there's going to be something in there for you that allows you to respond later in the day versus react. You're going to remember something you read. It's for you. Whatever page you open up to is for you. So that when that email comes through or that person texts you, you can respond with love and not react to that. Because I think a lot of times our defenses go up and we'll think, oh, don't they know I'm busy? Don't they know I have these things? No, they don't know. They actually don't. They were just sending you a message. That's right. all. Um, and we read it differently based on if we're full or not, right? If we're depleted and we're empty, we're going to read that and be super reactive. So I just encourage people to wake up, first take time to connect with themselves, with breath, do some box breathing, um, do some meditative breath, anything like that to just kind of reconnect, recenter drink water and nourish your body, rehydrate because we dehydrate overnight and maybe add some lemon in there, whatever feels really good to you. And then focus on what how you're going to nourish your mind, body, soul, and relationships. I write down one thing that day. If it's relationships, maybe it's a thank you card. Um, maybe it's just a, a thinking of you card, something like that. And I do handwritten, snail mail, you know, all of that. Because again, Text message, voice memos are beautiful, but to receive a handwritten snail mail is just so great. I love sending it. I love receiving it. So all those kind of things. I also will declare what I want to happen that day. I will say that out loud if I have a podcast. I'll be like, this is going to be the best conversation I've ever had, right? Every yeah. single day, the best day, the best conversation. So there's, there's several steps and I can share that with you and you can share that um, with all of your listeners as well. And I just encourage you to pick one to start. Don't get ever overwhelmed with nine steps. Sure. Pick one and make it be the gratitude journal, right? Um, and just write down three things that you're grateful for. Shifting your mindset from scarcity to abundant is the best thing you can do of like mm. not focusing on what you don't have right now and what you haven't got done, what you didn't get done in 2020, but actually go back and take inventory of all your accomplishments. That's what I've been having my clients do. Go back and... If on this part, if you have to use your phone to look at photos to remember everything you've done, then great. But write down everything you accomplished in 2020, all the new relationships, new opportunities, business, all, all of that. Write it down and just you'll be you'll be really impressed with yourself when you actually focus on what you did accomplish. So those are just a few of the things that I like to do. But the the most important thing is fill your cup up in the morning first. Yeah. first with love and abundance, gratitude, all of that, and then pour that out onto others as you go out through, throughout your day. Yeah, I think it's so critical. I mean, it was also my own learning on my own journey that if I did not create a, uh, my rituals, my AM rituals to feel, feed me and fuel me first um, from an energetic place, then I couldn't serve all day long. And and anyone who has been listening to me and what I'll like knows I'm all about that service, right? Like I'm all about taking care of my clients and it's on a vast scale. And the days that I don't do that my ritual, my AM rituals, I am completely depleted. I also have my night ritual, which is I do use my phone only be, but I put it on airplane mode and I set my I have this awesome this I don't know if you've ever listened to his name is Jason Stevenson and it's, he has this awesome like you can find him on YouTube and on Spotify but I listened to one of his healing sleep meditation mixes he's amazing music and put my timer on for 24 minutes so it shuts itself off and 20 and for some reason 24 minutes is all I need <laughs> and it just helps me decompress from the day. Like the lights are out. Like I just have this music playing through 
that allows me to connect with myself, but also get into my own rhythm of sleep in a very easy way. And that has helped me. And it stays my phone in airplane mode until I initiate after my morning rituals in the day. And it's just, it's important. So as you're listening, you figuring out what fills you up the most first thing in the morning, especially if you have the kids and the busy job life and the homeschooling and like all the things that have happened that have created chaos. Like Lauren said, you have a choice. You're being intentional. If it means setting your alarm or your body clock to wake yourself up 15 minutes early to give yourself that gift, I'm mm. telling you, it's the gift that keeps on giving Like when you're able to take care of yourself. It's the number one question people ask me is like, how do you have all the energy to do all the things you do? Mm. It's like, well, I take care of myself first. Because if, yeah. I, if I don't do that, then you're going to get the half-assed version of me because I only put part of myself back into me. And um, it's really important. It's really important. So I love that that's um, how you do it. What's your favorite? What's your favorite ritual? Like, What's the one that you get like giddy stupid when you do it? <laughs> I just get teased about it. So one of the steps is generosity. So mm. I'll write down one way I'm going to be generous for another human that day. So every that's day, awesome. yeah. I have set the intention to be generous, which means... Because I set that intention, the person comes to me and it's it's usually a stranger. Yeah. Um, I'll put like, I'm going to help someone with directions. So when I go for my run, I take my sunglasses off, my hat off and my headphones out. So I'm open and available now because someone always needs a directions, <laughs> especially in like Venice, California, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do that. And then I also think it's cool because things like this will happen to me. I'll be at the grocery store, like Air One or Whole Foods. And this one happened a couple weeks ago where I went to pay for something and I had gotten like two waters and, and the bill was like $26 or something. And I was like, oh, I think, you know, and he's like, oh, sorry, that's the guy behind you. He ordered this, like, it's called a whiskey shot, but it's like a healthy shot. And it was like an $18 <laughs> shot and then something else, you know? Yeah. And, um, I was like, no, no worries. I'll just get it. And he's like, what? And the guy behind me was like, no, no. And I'm like, I'll get it. And I'm like, you're my person for today. And he's like, what? You know, and he's freaked out, but like also grateful. Yes, um, beautiful. It presented itself. And what happened from there was because I did that, the guy who was checking me out at Erwan was like, oh my gosh, no one ever does that. You know what? Yours is yours is on me. Like I'm going to get you a whiskey shot and I'm going to get this. And so it was like this reciprocity. Yes, the ripple effect. Full circle love right there. So you put the energy out, you get the energy. And I've really been practicing that the last couple of weeks of like, regardless of what's happening to me, like for example, maybe someone who you thought would be there for you isn't there for you. I'm going to give more. Like I'm not going to give up in those situations. I'm not going to let that change who I am in my heart. I'm going to give even more. I'm going to be even more generous yes. in those cases so that I don't harden my heart and I don't close myself off or block any blessings that are coming my way. And what I have found of being intentional with this just recently is I will think of someone and run into them in the craziest place. It's like, how would that person be here walking down the street? I mean, it has been wild. And I would say almost every day I've called in or seen somebody that I thought of or called in a new amazing relationship, friendship. So when you're in that frequency, you're in that vibration, oh, yeah. miracles happen every single day. It's so cool. That is so cool. I love that question. How can I be generous today? Because it, I'm going to add that to my routine. I love it. Yeah. I'm always intentionally trying to um, 
be in that space, like to, to be in the openness, but I don't ask that direct question. So that's such a beautiful one. I love that. That would get me giddy stupid too, because I love to pay it forward and know the yeah. ripple effect of that. So yeah. definitely going to add that to my routine. Thank you for that. That's beautiful. I yeah, love you're welcome. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you're focused on now and, and who you're trying to attract in, whether it's work, life, whatever, like what's going on? So I think what's really cool is a lot of times people are like, I can't figure out who I want to help. And I'm like, who's coming to you? Like who's coming to you? Like they want to pick your brain. They want to ask you questions, right? And I realize people come to me because they want a lifestyle upgrade. How are you so positive? How do you forgive this person? How have you created the things that you have in your life and where, how you live where you live and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, again, goes back to a choice, that powerful choice that we have. And then deciding and do, taking action. I don't just visualize it. I take action on whatever those things are that I want to call into my life. And so it hit me when I was running one day that I'm the lifestyle upgrade coach. I am creating lifestyle upgrade courses, lifestyle upgrade challenges. And then I'm just showing people along the journey like, hey, this is how I upgraded my life, my food, right? This is how I upgraded my living situation, my environment, the bed that I'm sleeping in, like your mattress, like... You got to upgrade these things if you want better sleep. You got to drink better water if you want better results. So that's really cool. And I actually just wrapped up last night the first lifestyle upgrade weekend retreat. And so they're going to be small, intimate, five people coming in and just doing those things and kind of going through those routines with me. How I do the morning routine, going out and hiking in nature, um, the things that we're watching and the books that we're reading. So I'm really excited about that. And then as we had chatted about Um, one of your dear friends and clients, (laughs) Leslie Logan, and I are kicking off the year with the Goal Getter Retreat that's turned into a full year program where they will get four uh, two-day virtual retreats as well as 12 accountability calls. And the whole idea is to do life together in 2021 to help people reach their income and impact goals. And that accountability piece is to make sure that you do what you said you were going to do. So that's what we're really excited about right now is just upgrading our lifestyle. And when we're upgraded, right, we are better humans. Just like you just said, when your cup is full, you're a better human. You show up more powerfully. So that's what I want to get one person at a time to just upgrade their lives so that they can go help other people. I think that's beautiful. So the if the, if someone listening wants to jump on and join either the goal getter retreat or um, just connect with you in one of your challenges, how should they connect? So the best place to find me is on Instagram. My handle is new at Lauren L Donahue. Um, really excited about that. That's a lifestyle upgrade right there. That's a huge change. Yeah, let's share it with the listeners. Yeah, she recently went from Schwab to Donahue, and it's not for reasons that you might think. Yeah, so, <laughs> did not get married. So let's hear what what's the story behind the name change. Yeah, this is actually really cool. So we hosted a retreat called the Beautiful Mind in October, and I was leading one of my Master Your Morning, Master Your Life workshops, and I asked a question to all these beautiful ladies. And it hit me so hard, this question. And I ask this all the time. I've been asking this question for years and I finally got it for myself. And the question is, how would your life look different if you learn to let go of the people and things that have already let go of you? Mm. How would your life look different if you learn to let go of the people and things that have already let go of you? And I realized um, that that name 
the person whose name that that is had already let go of me a long time ago. And despite all of the, you know, things that this person had done to me that were hurtful, and I still wanted to have this relationship, this person didn't want to have a relationship with me. And yet, um, you know, my real father, so that's, that's the answer there, um, had always wanted me to have his last name. And I would say, oh, it's just a name. It's not my identity. But I didn't realize the emotions that were attached to that name. And in that moment, I thought, oh, how would my life look different <laughs> if I learned to let go of the things and the people? And and I was like, wow, even saying Lauren Donahue, I like sit up, my shoulders go back, like a big smile, like I'm Lauren Donahue. Yes. And who I am and it feels so good. And I'm excited to start this journey. And I'm like, Instagram is the official official, right? You change it there and you've changed everything. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's where Lauren L. Donahue came from. It's a huge change to, to change your name and your, your identity and how everyone knows you and how everyone can find you, right? It makes it a little more difficult, like you said, to find me. Um, but if you want to find me, then you'll make it happen. Anything you want in your life, you'll make it happen if you go for it. So that's, yeah. that's the first change of 2021, my name. I love it. I love it. And uh, I'm excited for you because when you sit in the identity that really reflects who you are, mm -hmm. and then unfortunately and fortunately, but for others to accept or connect with that identity, we have to label it, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so to create your own label and give yourself the name that makes you feel empowered, so important. That's mm -hmm. so important. And I'm sure there's others listening that are, might be sitting with, whether they were previously married, still holding on to that name and it doesn't serve them anymore. So something as simple and powerful as, as really grasping the name that helps you shine is so important. So I love yeah. that you did that for yourself. What a gift that you, you gave yourself for 2020 entering 2021. So it's great to meet you, Lauren Donahue. <laughs> <laughs> we have upgraded. I love it. I love it. Well, as uh, as always, I love having you on the show and um and being able to have these conversations, but also want to thank you by giving you an opportunity to support you. And in my generous moment, back to you is you know, are there is there anything going on? Is there anything going on in life or in business or something you want support on or an obstacle you're trying to get over? that I can support you on today. Yeah. So I love this. And I mean, we, we can go into the name thing too, right? Of like calling in people with that new powerful name. But I would say with kind of the pivot, I was doing all in-person events um, leading up to this last year and I've went virtual. So um, my superpower is connecting with people in person. So what's a way that I can still really connect with people virtually and still call in the same amount of people that I was getting for in-person events because that was easy. Like we would sell those out. Um, it hasn't been as easy for the virtual to get people because I think what they want is to be with you. They want to hug you. Yeah. They want to be with you. And so how can you kind of create that same type of connection virtually? Yeah, I, I love this question because I think, you know, as we're entering 2021, we're going to stay in a virtual state of being at least through probably Q3 of this year from not being able to have massive events or like large group events. I do think that we can coordinate smaller intimate events and you just have to be really clear on your protocols for not getting COVID. And for those of you listening, my voice sounds like this because I'm on the tail end of getting through 
attracting it into my life and healing from it, right? Like the, it still can happen. It, it can take that one moment. So I love that you're in the virtual space trying to create it and trying to figure out like how can you create more of a connection virtually. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that I've seen work really well is when you're thoughtful um, prior to the start of something. So because you're constantly doing things in a container, right? Like you have a start and an end date to how you bring um, groups together and what you want them to walk away with and what you want them to continue to connect with like as a, as a group. Figuring out the experiences that you can allow each individual to have at home, but is also in common with everybody in your in your group. So, for example, I was talking because I'm planning a, an event in person. I was going to do virtual as well, and so I have an event person that I work with that helps me coordinate everything. And she's like, "There's this there's this person that can actually like mix drinks. Like he's this master bartender, and we can get the, all the people in your remote group like the ingredients, right? And you so let's say for you, it's like a healthy juice starter in the morning or something." Where you get the ingredients to the group, and then they're all making it on, you know, online together. Like you're yeah. all in your your Zoom room, and you all are in the kitchen, and you're all just making it together, and you're trying it out. And there's this experience that you're creating that has a connection that has elevated how you've actually come together virtually, but you've created a common experience through that type of facilitation. Um, so thinking about like if you know you have a journaling element to yours, so making sure that everyone has that same exact journal, like you're shipping and you love snail mail. So this wouldn't be hard for you to come up with like a packet. Like, for example, for your goal getter program, something every month going out to your group because it's a 12-month accountability that keeps them in line with something in common as a community. And so whether it's the same water bottle and like how much water they drink, so the water challenge, or if it's a journal, here's the journal and, and go through these pages and here are the questions, um, is how you create elevate experience. Still to this day, the deepest way I think I've connected with people is in those one-on-one interactions. So even though you have a massive following and there's going to be a big group that will probably come into your programming... Still think about how can you create those intimate moments virtually, whether it's breakout rooms in Zoom where you're doing, you know, pairs and everyone's creating a connection and talking through a a deeper conversation. Um, but create those conversations versus always talking at your community. I think that's the biggest disconnect I've seen and why everyone kept having Zoom fatigue from last year is that. When they were in an interacting or going on to all, it wasn't about them joining. They didn't have their moment. They didn't feel like they mattered. They were potentially just being t- spoken to, talked at, and not engaged with. So I think in virtual land, we have to really think about how do we engage deeper and connect in that way as if we are in person, just we can't maybe touch or feel each other, but then send them something that they can touch and feel that will make them think about you and know that you are warm, warm and fuzzy. You know, <laughs> it's like, does that help? <laughs> it's so helpful. I love that because you're creating that 
human experience, even though it's virtual, something that they can hold where they're having that common... It's, it's like we're all eating this meal together, right? If they were sent like from Primal Kitchen, if they were all sent a frozen meal, all right, warm up your meal. Let's have lunch together. Break right. out into like lunch rooms and things like that. I love that. Um, yeah, I, that was really helpful. And I, it's funny because I have like a stack of journals behind me that I like give out. Am I? Yeah. So yeah. Like send those to them. And yeah, I love that. And, and the Zoom rooms, like what you were saying too, even one-on-one where they can like have an accountability person that they stick with. Um, and, and yes, just not talking at engage with, right. So yeah. just the more engaging and the more that they can share. I think that's really, really great advice. Yeah. And I think thinking about for accountability too, is how can they show their actions to each other? So mm-hmm. like this virtual stuff for some people, is just not a fit. So sometimes you have to give them an action of like, you're going to need to hand write a letter and send it to your accountability partner by X date or something where you're you're creating the behavior of tactile um, yeah. because that's what's missing in virtual. Yeah. I I think that's really true because if we look at, you know, if we're in classes and we're in Zoom and we're losing interest, we have to think about why are we losing interest? And I think it's those same things, the touch points of not having breakout. And so you just are like sitting for three hours listening and you're like distracted. I'm like, if I was in the classroom right now, I'd be so, you know, present and there, but it's yeah. you just get tired and hungry and whatever the case may be. So you need to be constantly engaged. So I think, yeah, that's really, really good. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I can't wait to see you and Leslie shine in this program. It's going to be amazing. I know how many people you're going to help and and just light up. And people need this. So I'm so glad you guys didn't shy away because it's not in person and you're actually creating something that people need. So as you guys know... We love hearing from you from listening to the show. What we want to know what your takeaways are, you know, as you're being generous from hearing today's conversation, tag us in it. So it's at Lauren L. Donahue and at Karine Z. Walsh. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks again, Lauren, for being on today's show. Thank you for having me. So much fun. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. 